got to fly a helicopter recently. I did. Yeah. yeah. On Sunday, I flew a helicopter okay. instead of being at church. So, sinner. You know it. Closer to God, though. It I was, was say, yeah. Jesus, you were probably praying more in the helicopter right. than you were. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most spiritual experience I've had in a minute. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. With me, as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. Yes, welcome. Ooh everyone to the podcast I, yeah. it's yeah. been a long time for you yeah yeah somebody well, just you guys oh, we're getting blamed we not, for this <laughs> you have not been in studio in a hot minute either that's true <laughs> we've been we, we, we pre-recorded for, for a week yeah one yeah. week off well, you it's been like a month two months it's not just been gallivanting long. the world i have not been gallivanting <laughs> you have been i imagine you always gallivant wherever you go that's, yeah i guess you know some people stroll that's right you gallivant gallivant. <laughs> gallivanting through the store right. gallivanting to the doctor's right. office I would have more like a sachet. <laughs> as long as it's not a mosey. No, you don't. You don't mosey yeah, anywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sacheting in your helicopter. That's that's, yeah. That usually means you're out of trim. So oh, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> do not sachet the helicopter. All right, we're in the midst of a uh, vacation Bible school here. Yes, yeah, we are. There's yeah. children everywhere. Stellar. We have. Uh, Pastor Dave and I have our matching purple T-shirts on. Yeah. Elise did not want the matching shirt. She didn't want well, to. I did not volunteer for VBS. It's not too late. Because I like myself. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not the attitude we're going for yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I've wrong. said many times I'm not your volunteer for this particular ministry. <laughs> there are other ways <laughs> right. in which I can serve God's kingdom. Yeah. I admire deeply. Maybe uh, one year we can have a helicopter exhibition here. Oh, yeah. yeah. It landed in the parking lot. In the parking lot, yeah. Is there enough room for a helicopter to land in the parking lot? Certainly, yeah. Yeah. At least one of those little guys, those single seaters. Yeah, I know you have plenty of room for it. Because we got those light poles. I thought that might be problematic. No, when you're good, you can weave your way around them. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Land on the roof. It's a flat top. There it is. Land on the roof. I think you need like. Just like a 20 foot square, basically. Okay. We also have like uh, a big field. We could just go to the field. That'd the field be. would true. work just as well, yeah. 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 That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. It would be. One day we can do the drop, dropping Easter eggs out of a helicopter to, right. for the Courtesy. dozens of Easter right. egg hunters we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. We could napalm like, strike <laughs> Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's just jump into this because we got. VBS, like we said, we're in yeah. the midst of it as Busy we speak, week. so we want to make sure, make sure we get everything taken care of, because um, we all have responsibilities. Well, no, we all have to pick our children up. Yeah, well, not That's me. Really, well, not you. But <laughs> not till five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we got, got we got, we got a sweet got fifty minutes left. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, let's jump right into our news. Okay. All right. Um, hey, there's like hot off the presses news. This is not funny, but this like happened minutes ago. Oh. That the Southern Baptist Convention uh, is not letting Saddleback Church back in over the ordination oh, of women pastors. Interesting. So. Yeah, I actually read a, an interview here with Rick Warren, yeah. pastor there. He said that uh, not culture, but scripture convinced him of mm-hmm. women being pastors. Yeah. And I, I appreciated what he had to say. I yeah. appreciate what he had to say too. But unsurprisingly, the yeah, Southern Baptist say, Convention who, said, surprised by nope, this? Yeah. you're still out. Have you for watched sure. Shiny Happy People yet no. on Prime Video? I don't know okay. anything about no. it. Here's a quick plug for this. This is, if you're familiar with the show, Because if we have time for anything today, it's quick it's off quick topic plugs. plugs. Yes, I'm so sorry. Uh, the Duggars, 19 Kids and Counting. This uh-huh. is a documentary about oh, yeah. them. And more specific, My wife watched it. More yeah. specifically, the pseudo-religious Southern Baptist cult that they were involved in. Ooh. It is fascinating, maybe a little bit triggering for maybe a lot of it triggering for some people <laughs> but if you grew up sort of tangential to that culture at all you know it'll probably bring some stuff up but 
really interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> if you have some stuff brought up, feel free to give us a call here at Beyond right. Sunday. We'll be happy to yeah. uh, process that with you live on or air. Read it on the air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cat watched it. She she liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Um, woman declared dead in Ecuador <laughs> revives during her wake. Woo. <laughs> All right. That's- yeah. <laughs> what a party trick, you know? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know, I want a spring-loaded coffin for just right. such an occasion, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a time period where people, uh, what is it? Nar- that's not narcolepsy. It's something like narcolepsy where you like go into a real legitimate sleep. And so a coma? Are, well, it's not yeah. just a coma. It's something else. I don't know what it's called, but it's basically sure. you will appear dead even though you're not dead mm-hmm. right because um, you're like your heartbeat gets so low right and yeah and so there are people who legitimately had like tombs and stuff buried with like bells attached to them because they, like it was a cultural thing that people were afraid of being buried alive because yeah. people were being found i mean i'm there. afraid of being buried alive i know <laughs> so. i watched this documentary on nagio when i was like 11 years yeah, old and it stuck go. with me and yeah. edgar Allan poe wrote a sto- short story about it about yes. a guy who had this nightmare the cask of Amontegallo. he buried a dude right this is a different one. Well, this one, a dude does get buried alive. Okay, that's all. That maybe, but that's not the one I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, seventy-six-year-old woman who was declared dead at the hospital in Ecuador astonished her relatives by knocking on her coffin during her wake. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Hola. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is very Victorian of her. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, hospital in Ecuador. <laughs> What's going on right. here? Yeah. There's a myriad of tests you can do to figure out whether or not somebody's actually a, dead yeah, a little monty python ish here right you know, I, i'm dead. not in the medical field and i know that you can he'll be dead like, by morning well <laughs> ecuador's health ministry is investigating I would uh, hope. the doctors yeah, and the right. hospital yeah this feels coordinated yeah. <laughs> listen if you're gonna try to bury somebody alive you can't mess around with a wake all right you gotta right. say like hey gotta it's gotta happen i don't know what happened grandma's just gone i'm sorry billy yeah, That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not that we're supporting yeah. burying anybody alive. <laughs> but if to any of our you legal find yourself listeners. in a bind. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this while right. you're buried alive. Right. <laughs> or while you're trying to bury someone alive. Right. <laughs> you can call our new law offices. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Beyond the law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, woman said, Gilbrato Barbera, says relatives left the coffin behind and rushed Bella Montoya back to the hospital in the central city of Baba Hoya. It's good they left the coffin I know. Behind, they were you know? like, maybe we still need this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They might. want to leave behind a good coffin. That's, right. like, that's true. These things know. are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, like, maybe it's like, a, it'll be a fun story later, right? right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so what do you do with your coffin if you have been accidentally put in it prematurely? I and assume then they, like, no hold it for you, right? Right. Do you keep it in your house? Like... <laughs> That's a good question. Like, you know, it becomes like your a bed. bar? You it's your wet bar? There you go, Yeah. Yeah, it's a conversation piece. Yeah. <laughs> See that? I was that, new coffee ta- coffin. It's your coffin table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I've never bought a coffin, so I can't say for sure what happens to it. I think right? we're supposed to say casket. Casket? Why? I think coffin is offensive to people in the mortuary business. What? <laughs> Are we concerned Are about... we woke now? <laughs> Towards the... <laughs> she is. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, offensive is probably not... The, but I think legitimately casket is the term that they use. Coffin is... So what's a coffin? I mean, it's the same thing, but it's just not the word This is use. slang for a casket? I think so, yeah. <laughs> We're going to need to verify this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any more... Tr- more uh, morticians, yeah. Yeah, yeah let yeah. us know. If you're a mortuary science professional, I believe right. you would refer to it as a casket. Can we say undertaker? I don't think you're supposed to say that anymore. <laughs> what right. about in reference to the WWE wrestler? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then absolutely, yeah. Yep. Or has he been canceled by, <laughs> well, probably, by morticians but. across the nation? <laughs> 
tomb? Is that okay? <laughs> Can we say tomb? Uh, well, most of us Mausoleum? Are, most of us aren't put in a tomb. That's not what most... Yeah, most of us are buried. If we're, if we're in a casket, we're buried. Not okay. in a tomb, in the ground. Well, unless you're in, like, New Orleans and... Yeah. Mm, that's a good point because right. then you're in like the above ground. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I think I that's a like a crypt. crypt. I don't think those are like called. Like I got something right. <laughs> I feel like I, if I'm being buried, crypt. Is, you know, coffin is fine. Crypt is the one I'm not super interested in. You know, yeah, right. if you're being buried, I don't think you get much say in what people are calling it. Right. <laughs> crypt, crypt brings up you know vampires and ghouls. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. Keepers. I've heard yeah. crypt currency is about to take off. <laughs> 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 it's always about to take off, right? right? right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, or then it, it did once, and then it all crammed crashing down. Right. Right? Yeah. Get yeah. in now. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's dying to get in. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is a setup for a dying to get in there joke. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. This is definitely nightmare fuel for me, <laughs> being buried alive yeah. and banging on a coffin, being like, help me, help me, help sure. me. <laughs> she didn't bang on it, she knocked it. Hello. <laughs> it's very simple. That's let her out. I'd be begging, right? You know, yeah, the time for pleasantries is over. Would be skittering all across the room as I'm like, get me out of here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. How long do you think you could comfortably, like, if somebody knew that you were going in there, like, if this, this was just a challenge, how long could you comfortably stay in a closed casket before, if air? before you'd like freak out? Not long. Constriction. Uh, and like being like in tight spaces yeah. is legit like fear for me. I hate. Okay. I hate so that. Patrick's mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. Is there an air supply? Like, yeah. Let, let's assume that you can. There's like adequate air. Yeah. Supply. Adequate yeah. air. A long time. No, no food or water, but you have adequate air. I could do it for a long time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I know that there's an end date to it, like for sure, like I've got like a stopwatch or something that says like, okay, they're getting me out. In but it's X all dark. You don't know. Hours. What if I give you I no watch? Take a nap. <laughs> It's like it's like a like a sensory deprivation. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like napping would be worse because you could wake up in like five minutes and think that it's been hours. Right. And that could like really mess with you. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Me- I'm not messing with it anyway. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. I'm good. I could yeah. do it for money. Yeah. How much money? Okay. Well, now that we're, now that money's on the table, <laughs> right. let's let's reevaluate. Right. Yeah. Based on our mission trip experience, how many push-ups would you have to do <laughs> in order to stay in this uh, casket for as long as you could? That is a question that one of our <laughs> rising ninth Hold graders routi- routinely asked. How many push-ups would I have to do for you to let me do this? <laughs> it's the push-up currency. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had not established a proper push-up to dollar ratio. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's exchange rate. It's in flux, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. it's up and down. Mm-hmm. The market's crazy when it comes to I push-ups. I do know ten push-ups equal about five shrew bucks, give or take. Shrew yeah. bucks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I guess in a in a coffin, you might have enough room to roll over and do some push-ups, hmm. or in a casket. You know, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> apologize. It's Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you want your casket to be like that roomy. Why? Room to grow. Well, why are you growing? <laughs> <laughs> Room for friends. Right. What do you want? Have somebody over. <laughs> Have a dinner party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next week on Beyond Sunday, we'll be talking about. I do like that they are like the afterlife. they have like a lot of padding in there. Like you know, right. like, yeah, like what are you? <laughs> you gotta be comfy. Are you interested in in, in coffin burial? I'm, no. I'm I'm out. No. I'm, I'm donate whatever you can to science. Sure. And take the rest and burn it up. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's I me. have a pretty specific plan that I feel like Ooh. I've actually talked about before. Okay. Um, so I want stuffed. To, <laughs> yeah, taxidermy. <laughs> um, I want to be cremated from the neck down. Okay. I want my skull to be cleaned <laughs> and bleached, and I want my cremated remains to be turned into a diamond and put in the eye socket of the skull. And in the will, there are very specific instructions that the skull must be displayed <laughs> in my offspring's home if they want their inheritance. 
Okay. Does your daughter know about this little clause in hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe the school is really the inheritance now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, how much is an ash diamond worth? Probably not much. It's probably just sentimental value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People people put money on anything. Right. Yeah. All right. I let's think it'd be kind of cool. Let's move on. Let us know your uh, burial preferences. Sure. <laughs> Especially if they're unusual or unique. Or if you've right. ever you know almost been buried alive, we want to hear that story too. Yeah. Most we certainly. Definitely want to hear yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Um, Did the, the casket padding help? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess if you're almost. She'd actually alive. been in there for a while. And she's like, "That's pretty comfy. Right. I'm just gonna it's take nice. a nap." Yeah. Plush. Like, okay. Like I a guess, memory foam. I guess I'll get out now. That's like <laughs> they, that they did not do. You know, like the embalming, right? Like, that yeah, seems. Thank God. Yeah, I think that this was the setup. Yeah. <laughs> it's like skip everything we can. Get her in the ground. <laughs> it's a different. It's a different culture. Maybe they don't do embalming there. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, my knowledge of Ecuadorian burial practices <laughs> is limited. Is limited to that article that I just read, <laughs> and that is there was one being buried who <laughs> was not dead. So, <laughs> so uh, does that happen all the time? I don't That's know. Right. This it's might possible. be a, a skewed perspective of Ecuadorian burial practices. <laughs> all right, uh, this is from our, uh, I guess you know our friends, Huffing- Huffington Post. Oh, our friends, yeah. We've never used Huffington Post before, uh, yeah. so I appreciate that we're branching out, new acquaintances. Yeah. Sure, Huff Huff Poe. Um, we're so trendy. Yeah. Uh, this is an opinion piece by a guest writer there, Sarah Youngblood well, Gregory. We, we already went wrong. <laughs> an opinion piece. Trusting opinions. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, most of the things we do are kind of opinion yeah, pieces anyway. Yeah. The hard-hitting journalists at Relevant <laughs> are not uh, winning any pollsters. No offense, Relevant. <laughs> a little offense. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. Okay. Do better. <laughs> uh, and this is in celebration, you know, in honor of Pride Month. All right. Yeah. Do pro-gay Christian groups really belong at Pride? Mm. Interesting question. Mm-hmm. Yes. A dive into the cultural narrative that queerness and spirituality are like oil and water. That implies they don't go together. That does. It does imply that. Just for anybody who wasn't <laughs> tracking, tracking with that metaphor. Right. <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, I read this yesterday. Um, why well, my oil changed? So, did okay. you have water while you were doing that too? <laughs> just right. to I, I drank some water. It was super hot out. <laughs> yeah, so sure. you know, it's a sit in your car while they change your oil. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'd rather go inside. It's pretty hot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say, um, Sarah Youngbud Gregory. I'm gonna say to start this article is clearly a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's very much anti-Christian groups being at Pride at the very least to start. Yeah, right. we have a, maybe a bit of softening of the heart towards the end. Sure, but but not a lot. <laughs> As with most opinion pieces, we come out firing, right? Yeah, yeah. shoot yeah. from the hip a little bit yeah, on the she, early she, paragraph. She started with an opinion uh, and then wrote her article. Yeah, um, and so she and she has you know personal experience. She's a member of the LGBTQ community. Uh, she was at a local pride event in Florida, and well, while there, she turned a corner and was suddenly confronted with a block's worth of Christian groups, and. For a moment's notice, hard to tell. Are they pro or anti? Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, her and her wife decided to, you know, look down and walk through. We're going to power through it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Which is, you know, how I approach most groups of people. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> so I party, get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Church um, or otherwise. Just, yeah. Oh, there's a group of people. Let's just right. get through it, honey. Yeah. So she did spot a man uh, wearing a God Loves Gays t shirt. Sure. And who uh, approached her and says, Do you want a free hug? <laughs> yeah, that's weird <sighs> in right. the base case. Yeah, 
I mean, what? Let me just go ahead and say all forms of free hugs are weird. And I have never liked them. There are people who wore them around my college campus and I didn't like them then. I don't like them when I see them at pride events. I don't think hugs are something that we just go around saying you need a free hug. Like this is not how the world should work. I want a a hug currency. Similar to push-ups. Nope, I'm out. I will starve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it puts you in a weird position of having to say like, no, don't touch me. Right. And then that person who's trying to offer the free hug is... Like, well, I was trying to do something nice. <laughs> yeah. like and really I, think that, I think that's this person's experience yeah. too, right? That yeah. this, she says no and this guy's like looks offended. Yeah. By it. I'm like, dude, you're, make, you're making this about yourself. Yeah. For sure. And that's definitely an error on this gentleman's part, right? If you're mm-hmm. making Agreed. this event about yourself, then you are missing the point of being there. Yeah. A- yep. as, an, as an ally. I should yep. say that. Right? If you're trying to be right. there as an ally and you're making it about yourself, you're missing yep. the point. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's start here. Maybe okay. uh, have any of y'all been to a pride event? Yes. Uh, yeah, I actually went to the Pride in Key West last year, or two years ago. Yeah, kind of not imagine. like I wasn't. I didn't go really with the intention of like I'm going to go to Key West for the Pride event, but it was going on while we were there, and oh. we're like, oh, like, you're you in know, Key West, and so you, right, you know, I gotcha. yeah. I have never been to a Pride event, not because I'm anti or pro, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just hate crowds. <laughs> more more anti crowd yeah. than yeah. than anything. Yeah. If I'm Patrick is on record, <laughs> right? I yeah. am against crowds right. of all forms, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like Pride is also mostly in June. Here in the Woodlands, it's yeah. not. It's also pretty hot out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I mean, even in it's in October here in the Woodlands, and it's hot then too. Like it's just yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't do Pride in June here. Interesting. That's wise. I mean, even though it's Pride Month, it's yeah, it's like so just too hot. In October. So hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fun to have like a later in the year celebration. Too, yeah, you know, after everything. Yeah, I've been to the Pride event here in the Woodlands, and uh, we had a Pride event in Columbia, South Carolina, when I was serving there too. And I went to that a couple okay. of times also. Yep. And our church had, you know, full disclosure, did have a dedicated group at the Pride event did. representing Lord of Life. Yep. So last year. Yep. So we and did plan not, to do it again this year. Yeah. So we yep. didn't. So we mm. we have a you know uh, we have a Christian group at a Pride event. Yep. You know, we did not have shirts that said free hugs. Uh, to my knowledge. Yeah. I'm confident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So you know, what do we think here, right off the bat, Christians? Are we should we be at the pride events? Or do, we want, or do we want to explore her her journey further? Well, I think we can jump in a little bit and then we can explore her journey. Yeah. Um, it, it, my initial thought is the church has done a lot of harm to the LGBTQIA plus community throughout its history, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think there is definitely work that churches need to do, um, particularly churches that say we want to be welcoming, want to be affirming. There's work that we need to do to make amends for the things that historically the church has done, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can't just walk up and be like, it's all better now. And we got to understand like there's work to do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that context, I think we need to enter into pride festivals, pride celebrations um, with more of an awareness of the context that we are stepping into and less about, oh, this is a recruitment event for our church. Yeah, I I think it kind of depends a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, yep. I think a wonderful place to start is to say, hey, you know, there's been damage done and we want to be affirming and welcoming. Yeah. Um, great. Do you have any people, you know, on the LGBTQIA spectrum in your church community? Maybe sure. start there, right? Yeah. Um, and then think about who you're sending to the Pride festival mm-hmm, or do you mm-hmm. just want to have a presence there are you sending members of the community because that's going to be a much more meaningful sort of outreach if you yeah. actually have people who share that experience right yeah. then that makes a lot of sense for them to go to pride and say hey this is a safe space you know yeah. like 
like I can attest that this is a safe space versus, you know, somebody, you know, like maybe us, for instance, that go there and say like, we're a safe space, <laughs> you know, like it holds Come aboard water. a podcast. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think the other thing too, right, is that we can't assume that what worked for somebody mm. else is going to work in our context. Uh, yeah. And she'll uh, get into this in her opinion piece a little bit too, to kind of describing the, uh, the woman who started like being available to be a, a substitute mom for people whose moms like had rejected them and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, those are great experiences that people have from their own practice and have shared their stories and said, this is what I do because of this story. Yeah. And they've gained a level of trust with that. But for me to just show up and be like, I have a booth and we're going to be your substitute dad. Be if you, you know, like, yeah. I don't have a story that connects yeah, me to that. It's forcing the issue a yeah, little it's bit. It's me taking something yeah. else rather than me having, like what you're describing at least, right? Having open conversation with uh, members of the community who are already in my congregation, already yeah. in my context and saying, okay, how does Lord of Life meaningfully participate in this process such that we can both make amends for historical wrongs mm-hmm. and so that we can show people that um, the story that they hear every day from quote unquote Christian communities is not the only story. And we don't believe it's the story that God is proclaimed. Like how, how yeah. do we enter into that space? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, my answer, you know, should Christians groups be a pride? Yes. But with a but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and mainly the yes is because I can't, it's hard for me to envision any situation where I don't think followers of Jesus should not be, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, we, as Christians should have a presence in most of the spheres, you know, if not all, um, and including this one. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is value to Christians being there, but there's going to have to be some understanding of what happens when you're stepping into this environment. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take a look at kind of um, some of her data. Miss. Okay. Uh, let me get her name again. Sarah Youngblood Gregory. Youngblood. That's a great name. It is. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a vampire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what if she sh- calls it a casket or a coffin. <laughs> mm, interesting <laughs> That's question. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We can ask her. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So it's no her. This is a quote from her. It's no secret that queer folks often have a fraught relationship with Christianity. Many emerge from their youth with deep religious trauma, raised to believe that anything other than cisgender heterosexuality merits eternal damnation. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely true. I, in our youth program here, we had, um, one student come out and they went off to college. I received a text a few months later, uh, from the student saying that, uh, they'd gotten involved in a lot of their LGBTQ activist committees there that they didn't fully do when they were in high school. They were more closeted mm-hmm. in their high school experience. Now they're being more open. And this student told me every student there does not believe in God mm-hmm. because of right. how their church or youth group responded to them, yeah. ex- you know, coming out. Um, and this was a student who thanked me, you know, for showing that you could be gay and have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And so I think that, you know, that definitely matters, right? Like, but this acknowledgement that this is a student saying, None of these other kids, none of these other high, our college students, yeah. say they believe in God yeah. because of the damage done. So that's that's the first step. We mm-hmm. got to acknowledge very real damage has been done by the Christian community. Maybe not your branch of the Christian community, mm-hmm. maybe uh, to the LGBTQ community, yeah. and maybe even your branch. You know, even maybe even well-meaning Christians yeah. said the wrong thing and did, absolutely did the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've had students here who've come out and whose parents are crazy supportive. And I've asked them too, like, you know, like, hey, 
I know, you know, in processing, it was difficult for you to come out to your parents. They seem super supportive. Why was that hard? You know, and, you know, some of these students said, well, I had a lot to lose, right? Like if Mm -hmm. I have a super supportive parent and it goes badly, then where do I go from there? If my parents and I are already against one another, so what, right? Like what's what's one more Mm checkbox that they're against me on? Um, And so, yeah, so I mean, even even kids in supportive youth groups and Mm -hmm. communities might say I have a lot to lose. Yeah. If this goes bad, it's it could it could really damage my relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she talks to um, one person here, Nathan Akers, um, who sa- has said seeing Christian groups at Pride ruined the experience for him. Um, that his upbringing was deeply linked with evangelical Christianity, and being taught that if you're gay, you're going to burn in hell. Um, you know, he says I used to tell myself when I was when I was having gay thoughts and quotes to stop because you're going to burn in hell. Um, And he's had panic attacks, even driving near or seeing churches on his way to work. This is fair. I think that this is some trauma that needs to be um, maybe addressed with a therapist and has less to do with the presence of a booth at pride than just like, yeah, I mean, if you can't drive to work, that's a bigger, much bigger issue than I think. You know, I don't think it's about the boost that pride at that point. <laughs> sure. For sure. But yeah. I, I think that's a reasonable. I mean, yeah, there's definitely right therapy stuff that needs to happen there. But yeah. I think there's also an underlying point here of how does uh, how do Christian communities engage in the process, acknowledging that we might be yes. triggering for some people that like right. that even with our best of intentions, our intentions don't matter if people are walking past feeling like. This is just bringing up all this yeah. unprocessed yeah. stuff. And, you know, maybe that's as much a, a responsibility of pride organizers as it is of the groups that want to be a part of it to say, yeah. like, okay, we're going to put all the churches in one area. So our, you know, our attendees know, like, yeah. if they need to avoid that, avoid it. Like, maybe right. that's a, an option there, too. Um, but I, I think, like, especially when we get back to, like, the hug guy, right? Like, we need to be aware <laughs> yeah. that just, like, being present and offering someone a hug does not make up for trauma does not make up for yeah. what people have wrestled with the hug guy does not play regardless of whether or not he's associated with a church absolutely. you know like Agreed. that's just yeah. bad taste kind of across yeah. the board but yeah absolutely yeah uh, and and i think this one's this one's uh, you know difficult hearing this is a very real person saying like seeing christian groups at pride actually brings up more harm than good for this person mm-hmm. uh, and it triggers him and i still think Christian groups should be yeah. at Pride. Agreed. Mm-hmm. With the acknowledgement that some people might have that experience, right? right. Like, and yeah. that makes it that makes it really difficult, right? Like that, you know, just because one person's experience is this does not mean Christian groups should, you know, wait in our churches, you know, looking out the windows. You know, we need to be actively engaged. And in, in, in rea- but. It does bring up there's very real risks and consequences by entering into this space. And in order to do that, you have to be prepared to not only acknowledge them, but everything you can do to mitigate them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's going to be churches out there who I think do great, beautiful ministry with this community who might even in the best of best still might bring up trauma for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just by their very presence. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, too, like, what would it look like if the, the booth of the Christian group at a Pride Festival was something like, instead of free hugs, it was, like, free apologies or something like that. Oh. Or, like, <laughs> you, like, it was a space where you, like, you come up and you tell us whatever, anything and everything the church has done that has hurt you. Sure. Right. Yeah. And this will be a space where you hear someone from the church say that we're sorry. Right. Uh, like, what, what would it look like if we, like, own, like, yeah, we know the church has 
done trauma as committed trauma and we know that uh there's hurt and uh sorrow there and we want to hear those stories and we want to not fix it because you can't fix it but we want to you to know that we're sorry for it yeah I don't know. I think you would have to do a lot of training for Absolutely. people to volunteer yeah. ahead of time yeah, for, sure. for that for to sure. work. Yeah. You'd almost need like trauma counselors. You, I, I think you would have to have yeah, counselors. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's maybe the first of the, the yes with a but. The yeah. but is you have to be prepared to mm-hmm. go into what you're doing. Well-meaning yeah. is probably not good enough. Yeah. No. Um, some level of training, expectation, organization has to be attached to this. Mm-hmm. Um, that just like we're going to show up and we're going to give out a bunch of stuff, you know, is probably, again, well-meaning, yep. but I don't know if that's going to do the best, not only for the people, but also for your church. Yeah. You know, like I just yeah. don't yeah. think that, that that's the right. So a level of this is what we're here to do as a group and this is whatever training we need to do to make that happen, I think matters, you know. Um so she did mention, you know, that uh, that uh, one of the things that has own, that has come up in the news is the the Church of Freedom in Christ Ministries, which is in the Philippines. Uh, they went viral for their "I'm Sorry" campaign, which we mentioned, carrying banners and T-shirts saying, "We're here to apologize for the ways that we as Christians have armed the LGBT community." Uh, members also reportedly offered hugs. Yeah. Yeah. And also in 2018, we have a mom here, Christian mom, Sarah Cunningham, who went viral for a Facebook post offering to attend same sex weddings as a stand in mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the national nonprofit, Free Mom Hugs. So there you go. A lot yeah. of hugs. Yeah. Uh, and they have this Free Mom Hugs organization now has over 14,000 members and chapters in all 50 states. So, so many people who want to give me a hug. <laughs> this the thing? Very huggy people out <laughs> yeah, there. For sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 Can't it be like mom hugs by choice or something like yeah, that? Like, or, <laughs> yeah, you give me a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> Maybe. Free, free gift cards. <laughs> yeah. I feel free way Starbucks. more into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think... Part of what makes sometimes the Christian groups at Pride a little cringy is, from my again my perspective, I've never been to Pride, so you know, this is the grainiest of grains of salt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is we see that this is something that has been effective from another group. Yeah. I feel like, let's just do that. Yeah. Oh, you know that there's a person over there. They got the free mom hugs. They've been doing that for since 2018. Now five years. We got yeah. we got a company that makes T-shirts. I right. just right. make a free hugs T-shirt. I'll, I'll hug anybody. Right. I'm, I'm a hugger. It's sort of like yeah. well-intentioned flailing. Yeah. So I think sometimes it does look of a little a bit silver Dalton drowning. Yeah. Yeah. Of we're all competing for the yeah. same lane in yeah. a sense of right. like we got now all the you know more um, supportive and affirming churches being like the hugs thing seems to be a good, you know, seem to work for somebody else. Let's do some hugging. Yeah. yeah. And then and anybody who walks by is bombarded with, you know, 20 different groups offering them hugs. <laughs> you know, at yeah, that point. That's awful. Like, that's yeah. a lot of hugs. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm a hugger. I like a hug, but that's a lot of hugs. Not from strangers. No. I can I, hug a stranger. I don't care. I will not. I don't believe him. Yeah. I don't I think don't he would Show him. me a stranger. I'll go hug him right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> On it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right. Any other thoughts on on this free hugs or these groups that have done this? I'm sorry, and and the, and yeah. and it seems like Sarah Cunningham, the free mom hugs, yeah. has been successful. Like yeah. there has been real 
success, maybe real tears, maybe real healing. And I think when you're part of that organization, right, they have some of those training things that you talked about as well, right? So Mm -hmm. when you go and you represent the Free Mom Hugs organization, you're there to hear people's stories and like you you have that kind of accompaniment model. You're not just there saying, I love hugs and I want to give you a hug. Right. it's, dif- it's different when you're part of those organizations. I think that training piece that we were talking about earlier comes with that. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see other things here. So one of the other things that I think is maybe worth, I don't know about our, our conversation, but certainly for Christian groups to think about, right? Pride festivals are often places where sexuality is being explored in a very different context than for how sure. we might explore it within the context of faith. Right. Um, I think that's just something for us to be aware of that there are going to be, whether we are fully welcoming of people in this community or not, there are also going to be people there who have a very different understanding of sexuality than even our open and affirming understanding of sexuality. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or it's more on display maybe like sure. it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more sure. of like a, an event more catered to that specifically yeah. than yeah. maybe, you know, your, your youth group events that you've grown up going to. <laughs> for sure. Well, I think, I think that, that is also saying like this is this event and by christian groups bringing like let's bring you know kids to show them what this is we're saying like this event needs to change for outside groups yeah or you know saying like there are are ways that i think churches could and should be more supporting of the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. that does not mean every act at a pride event is something that Christian church would be like, we support this. Right. right. And that's okay. Right. Like you know, there, there is a, a divide just like yeah. if it was, you know, ca- uh, heterosexual yeah. sexual experimentation right. or, Lots of things or celebration. Too. Yeah. Right. We probably would not be like, this is great. You guys <laughs> like yeah. free hugs, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like we're probably not showing up at the, you know, the pornography convention also offering our free hugs and things like that, you know, like because it's a different expression that we're not completely on board with, you know, in a sense. Well, at a bare minimum, we really don't know what to do with it. Right. We're like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We we can have the understanding that, right. That, that our sexuality is a gift and is something to be treasured and valued Mm -hmm. from God and an understanding of like, but this interaction, right, whether it's heterosexual or otherwise, right, is not within within the understanding of what this means to celebrate and acknowledge that gift, right? That there's a different way to enter that conversation. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 That's uh, tough. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Free hugs are not the answer. Right. That's, yeah, we've, yeah. We have established that much as a group. That's right. <laughs> that um, could be our contribution. Beyond Sunday stands firmly against free hugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one thing that that is, you know, a value of Christian groups being there is to let the, you know, the gay community know how can we hold yeah. your sexuality and spirituality together? Yes. That mm-hmm. this does not have to be two opposing forces that are competing against each other mm-hmm. inside of you. These are two, they can be very complementary forces. They're working together to create, you know, the fullest version of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is why I think Christians being there is ultimately a good thing because it suggests this, right? Like that, that your spirituality and your sexuality are both you yes, and they can go together and work together in Jesus. Yes. Uh, that they're not competing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that matters and even kids, there are, you know, people out there and heavily 
as we speak, you know, in Southern Baptist or super ultra conservative branches of Christianity who are trying to put these two aspects of themselves against one another and feeling like both sides are losing mm-hmm. and they cannot reconcile. Yeah. And the only way to make it work is to abandon one. Yep. That's the only way that they can move forward is one has to be completely abandoned in embrace of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Christians, especially you know, affirming Christians need to be a voice saying that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. You can embrace both. And yeah. that's important. It doesn't have to be oil and water, right? It yeah. can be, I don't know. What's something that goes it's together? Water really and well. water. <laughs> water and that pancake mix that only adds water. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. then you make pancakes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh. Great analogy. We nailed that one. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you got? Right. I don't have anything. I was, yeah. I acknowledge it. I don't have something. Yeah. Water and tea bags. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> it goes together. That's the yeah, point. Right. Yeah, it goes together. They don't have to be two separate things. I, th- I think there's another place for Christian groups at Pride that we have not yet explored. Mm-hmm. Is that at most Pride events, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, again, never been, uh, there will be <laughs> a there will be a contingent of Christian groups there mm-hmm. that are not allies that are not doing their best they're not offering free hugs uh-huh. they might be shouting hellfire brimstone uh and have their own signs that are more condemnation of whatever's going on god does not hug gays <laughs> yes. <laughs> three thumbs down <laughs> oh yeah. man yeah that's a shirt i would wear you know <laughs> three thumbs, thumbs down. not to pride events right. but you know yeah. just in life just <laughs> three thumbs down. Yeah. you need somebody to tell you're doing a bad job <laughs> I'm I'm your man. Right. um and i think christian groups should stand in the gap between those yeah. two yeah. yeah one we can speak the language of the the Christian groups that are there to speak hellfire and brimstone and mm-hmm. and hopefully you know speak the words of Jesus back at those kinds of groups. Uh, so it's looking at those groups, um, even as I think they're acting hateful, with the idea like we can preach a gospel of love, compassion, and understanding to them mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. midst of their being hateful and judgmental and exclusionary. We can show a model of this is what yeah. Again, how to make Christianity and sexuality can go not not only can but should go together uh, hand in hand, yeah. And and not leave that fight just for you know the LGBTQ community at Pride to either endure mm-hmm. or have to fight back. Like yeah. we can stand in that gap, right? And I think that that is something that Christian groups could do better. Yeah, yeah. yeah so when we were in Israel, we uh, went into the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is one of the sites where Jesus's tomb uh, supposedly is. Uh, and there was this big uh, procession because it was a, a, a feast day that we didn't actually know was happening because we're not Catholic. But uh, there's this big procession that was happening. And at the front of the procession, there are these two guards who are like marching and like pounding the floor and basically like clearing the way through this crowd, right? Because it's a big crowded room. And so these two guards kept walking the whole way in front. And I noticed like these guys were dressed as the uh, in a similar fashion to the guys who guarded the uh, uh, what is it? The cup. 
in Indiana oh, the Jones. Grail. Yeah, the, the grail. grail. Yeah, the guys who guarded the Holy Grail in the Indiana Jones. I was like, well, that's weird. Because yeah, can, what's going on? You can hire a Grail guard. Well, so I asked, and the history is that these two guards are actually uh, both of Muslim faith, right? They're there, uh, and oh, they, they lead. Story. They lead yeah. the procession, right? Mm-hmm. Because historically, when uh, Islamic rule uh, was over of Jerusalem, right, these uh, Christians were still gathering and still having these processions, but mm-hmm. they would hire the Muslim guards to be there to lead them so they could have these processions safely because mm-hmm. the Muslim guards had the authority and the uh, kind of clout within their sure. community to protect yeah. them, right? Yeah. And in some ways, I feel like that's the, the gap that Christianity can stand in here. That, that As Christian allies, we can stand in this space and say, we are here to ensure that you can continue to do what you yeah. need to do because yeah. we support you and want you to be able to have that expression. We can yeah. stand here and we can take this terrible theology and other words sure. that I'm not yeah. supposed to say on a clean podcast. We can handle that so that you can be yeah. uh, protected. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody can yell in my face so they're not yelling at yours. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, she, I'm going to practice yelling in Patrick's face so that he's appropriately trained for <laughs> right. it later on. <laughs> she closes with a, a brief interview here with Reverend Roland Stringfellow. Another great name. It's yeah, <laughs> loaded That's with amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the managing director for the Center of LGBTQ and Gender Studies in Religion. Um, Where is that? I, I, t- I think it's in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, it's in Detroit. Yeah, because he's also a pastor in Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so. Stringfellow. Yeah. Yeah. Stringfellow. <laughs> um, he, he mentioned, you know, the whole God versus gay fight will continue in and outside of Pride Month and sure. queer spaces. Yep. And that mm-hmm. is true. Um, so, and he says, the first instances of religious people taking part in Pride celebrations were congregations that included out individuals in leadership and membership. Mm-hmm. And I think that matters, right? Like having people who stand in uh, with a foot in both camps to mm-hmm. help you know, navigate that space does matter. Like it helps, yeah. it helps out this, um, you know, this crossing of ideas and compassion and love from both one side to another by saying, you know, having people that say, I get both sides. Yeah. I can understand both. Yeah. Um, and, and just as many people out there who may be traumatized by the church, I think there are uh, people out there who long for mm-hmm. their experiences and the love of Jesus that they felt, right? Mm-hmm. That they long for worship. They long for those same groups that, you know, that say, I used to be loved and loved my youth program. Yeah. And I miss it, you know, and I miss yeah. having that experience. Sure. And so I think that there can be room in this gap for them, you know, that, but with an acknowledgement that some people might be traumatized. Some people might have a longing deep inside of them. And some people might be, ambivalent or unaware or not interested one way or the other. But, you know, but what we're, but anytime you're coming into that space, I think you're coming in recognizing that there's risk there. There's a real risk of hurt. So you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he says, it's never our intention to re-traumatize anyone. And thus we are cautious about how we present ourselves. But for those who do find us and didn't realize they were looking for us, it is an act of divine intervention. Hmm. All right, that's kind of her closing here. Is that maybe there's a little more room than she thought pride. So any other yeah. thoughts on this topic? Should Christians be at uh, pride events? Yeah, I, ho- I hope there's more room than she initially thought. Yeah. I, I hope yeah. there's room that we can find a way to be in that space in a meaningful uh, and supportive role. Yeah. Um, and that we can find a way to do it without making it about ourselves. Um, yeah. Historically, Christianity has not been great about that. For sure. We've been really good at going in and taking over and making something about. I think ourselves. it's also humanity. <laughs> yeah. Fair. yeah, it's humanity. It's probably any religion. It's you know. Yeah, yeah but I'm within the context of Christianity. Sure. Right. So and I, blame, I think I blame it's us. important to say that we have not done a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think 
you know, in terms of the presence of pride, I think it's really important to not be predatory about it. Like to mm. not be like, come to our church. Here's a pamphlet. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. like drumming up new membership. Like that's not, that should not be what it's about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it should be for people who are actively curious. Okay. About, like looking for religion, you know, like, know or looking back, for, yeah. you know, a spiritual place or, or curious about what safe spaces might be out there. Sure. For them, I got gotcha. you. Know? Yeah, yeah. Who are questioning, but for religion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah, this, this matters. Yeah. And, um, here at Lord of Life, we definitely love the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even though we maybe have, have all our own journeys that we've been on and sure. how to get to this place, they maybe not, you know, uh, I can say when I was in high school, gay people were pretty far away. You yeah. know, like I, yeah, they were. Felt like it, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's in New York and L.A. and in the entertainment industry, not in my high school, certainly. Yeah. And this was in San Antonio in the late 90s, you know. Yeah. And so it's what, been. A, what was the name of your high school again? Robert E. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. You yep. can't imagine why somebody didn't feel comfortable uh, you're right. coming out around yeah. <laughs> Sure. Uh, and so. In a relatively short amount of time, you know, in, yeah. in, in my, you know, adulthood, seeing, you know, these ideas go from far away to incredibly close mm-hmm. um, has been both exciting and I'm sure for a lot of Christian groups out there, uh, maybe troubling and also stumbling, right? Like yeah. we're also figuring it out. And that means sometimes we did things wrong and yeah. there's got to be an acknowledgement of that. Yeah. Um, but um, I think the the gay kids in my youth program who've taught me a tremendous amount of how to be a better youth leader and um, how to uh, support them better. And, Mm -hmm. and especially the ones that have been willing to sit down and, and help guide me. And, and, and I've had some great ones who've helped answer my questions and help me figure things out better. Excellent. Yeah. Anything else? All right. Well, folks, if you uh, liked this episode, we have some other episodes on LGBTQIA issues. We and uh, so you can go back and find those. You can find all our episodes at beyondsundaypodcast.com. Uh, send us your stories about uh, being buried alive, being buried alive, yeah. uh, about your resistance to free hugs. Yeah. Uh, if you have any uh, pride event stories that are uh, able to be shared on air, you, know, you can yeah. send all those to beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.